The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Welcome back. As you know, this is Craig Gray, and you are on episode number seven of the Peace Walker podcast. Today, I wanted to share a little story with you that happened to me a while back. Um, I was part of this community event where someone rounded up all the local martial arts um, places and even a couple police officers and so forth and asked them to give like a little demonstration and clinic about protecting yourself, self-defense, and this type of thing. And then after that little clinic had, had happened, the, uh, the organizers put together a little panel discussion where the community members that came to this event could ask us questions. And as you can well imagine, there was a lot of um, the typical questions with a lot of the typical answers. So this typical question uh, stemmed a not-so-typical answer from me that took a lot of people off guard, and I just wanted to share with you what that was because I think it's very important when it comes to uh, training, whether you're training with firearms or you're training in martial arts, uh, learning how to protect yourself and so forth. So the question was very typical, and this is it. Why do you train? You know, why do you train? in the martial arts? Why do you train in, in this self-defense system? And most of the people gave a really typical answer. Well, I train to protect myself. Well, I train uh, because I thought it would be something cool. Well, I train because of my job, you know, like a police officer because of my job. And, you know, I train because uh, being a ninja always fascinated me or I really like you know the idea of like Chinese monks uh, Shaolin monks I always liked Kung Fu or some people were turned on to training because of a TV show or because of a movie and when the microphone got to me I took a second to think and immediately I knew the answer and the answer was very different from what everyone else was saying and here's my answer. My answer was, I train for power. I train because I want to be powerful. I want to have power. So when I said I train because I want to have power, at first everybody really didn't know what to do with that. I kind of got a lot of blank looks. And then I got kind of like a whoa look because sometimes when we think about having power or wanting power, we think negatively. We think negatively. But then I said, well, let me explain what I mean by having power. The power that I'm talking about really isn't power over other people so much. It's power over myself. It's power over my own life. It's po the power that gives me the confidence to be able to deal with conflict more effectively because... Conflict 
is really what we're talking about when we're talking about self-defense. It's not just a physical endeavor. Now, I started when I was a really young kid. Right? My dad was a Marine. He started teaching me so I wouldn't get the crap beat out of me by my brother. <laughs> I had an interest of it or interest to it or interest with it, I so, uh, so to speak. I had an inter- interest with it because, I don't know, who, what young kid doesn't like martial arts, right? So watching Kung Fu Theater and the Bruce Lee movies at that point in time, this is way before Karate Kid and all that and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and so forth. So basically I was brought up on Chuck Norris movies, Bruce Lee movies, um, Kung Fu Theater, (laughs) as it came out a little bit later. But um, martial arts just interested me because I saw the power that it gave to you through the hard work and discipline um, of training it. And it changed my life. So I want the power to be able to have the confidence to advocate for myself. I want the power to be confident when it comes to dealing with human conflict. I want the power of choice. I want the power over my own life. And martial arts and training and defensive tactics gives people that. And that's why I teach for all these years, because who likes to be a bully? A lot of people do. Who likes to be a victim? Pretty much nobody likes to be a victim. So how do you combat being a victim? Well, there's a lot of different ways. You can either learn how to defend and protect and stand up for yourself. Or you can spend your rest of the rest of your life, you know, having this victim type of mentality and being unhealthy and being afraid and being not confident or trying to manipulate the people around you to give up their power so that you don't feel challenged or you don't feel threatened in any way. And that I knew was no way to live. I knew it instinctively, even as a child, when I couldn't really articulate that. And I definitely know it now as an adult, and I can articulate it. So I spend a lifetime training myself and training others the skills of being a protector. And what I realized was it wasn't just physical. So I break it down into four areas, especially when I teach. But the first is mindset. Right? You have to have the proper mindset. And with the mindset comes three different areas. The right ethic, right? the right belief. What are you protecting? Right? This idea that life has a sanctity to it and everyone's deserving of dignity and respect. So that idea of that ethic and the idea of what is your identity? Who are you? Can you see who you really are? And I believe that everyone is a protector at their core identity. And then can you also see that humanness in another person and separate their negative behavior from their sanctity of life? And then do you have the right attitude? Meaning that you're not part of the problem, that you're seeing conflict as an opportunity and you can focus on the things you can change and not blame everything around you, but accept the things you cannot change 
and know that at the end of the day, you can't always change the things around you, but you can determine your attitude towards it. The second is awareness. Awareness of yourself, awareness of others, and awareness of your environment. The third thing is influence. So influence is incredibly important because we are always influencing the people and the situations and so forth around you. But again, it starts with you. But as far as influence goes, your presence, you know, what are you bringing into the game just by you being there? So the presence, your nonverbal communication skills and your verbal communication skills. And then finally, the fourth thing is action. So the actions, oftentimes I'm talking about physical actions. Basically, can you avoid a situation if you see it before you get into it, right? If you're in it, can you escape it or disengage, right? Or how do you engage? So those are kind of the four pillars, so to speak, of of being a protector and the four pillars of, if you want to say, power which I know is kind of corny sounding, but, um, but this idea of training for power, I think, shifts your whole approach. Because it's different than training for sport. It's different for training uh, because you like the culture of something. You know, like uh, nothing wrong with any of those things. The traditional martial arts and their cultures and their history and their legends and lore and uh, all the nuances of that uh, art. Are you training for defense? Are you training to protect yourself, protect other people? Are you training to um, explore and uphold a certain cultural um, a cultural art? Or are you training to, for sport? You know, uh, judo, kendo, jiu-jitsu, boxing, wrestling, kickboxing. Nothing wrong with any of those things. However, although there's a lot of overlap, meaning you know you can train in one thing and get the benefits that overlap into another area, such as if you train in judo, you absolutely can use judo to protect yourself and other people. Absolutely can, even if it's just strictly sport judo, because obviously there are certain parts of a conflict that may resemble that. And not to mention the confidence that you get from doing a sport and art like that. Um, If you have the right teacher, oftentimes they'll teach you the defensive tactics as well, but the ethic behind it, probably more importantly. So there you have it. That is kind of the idea of things is if if you're training for power and protection, it's going to change and shift your mindset. To have power over yourself in your own life is huge. Knowing that you sometimes can't change what happens to you, you can only control and have power over how you respond to it. So go out there and be powerful in everything that you do. Learn the skills that helps you to realize the power that is already inside of you and help mentor that in other people as well. So there you have it. 
Thanks for joining me today on another episode of the Peace Walker podcast. I will catch you next time around. In the meantime, remember, everyone's protecting something. Let's just make sure it's the right things. One last thing before I go. If you'd like to follow me on my journey of being a peace walker, living a protector's lifestyle, and basically how I've learned over the years to protect myself and have other people's backs and live a safer, more powerful, confident life, then go to peacewalkersubscribe.com and register for my almost daily email. And in doing that, you are all, you're also going to get a free Street Smart Survival Guide. And that is a guidebook that I wrote. It's 37 pages long, and it will give you the most common street scenarios, types of attacks and threats that you find out, hopefully not, but (laughs) that you could run across out in everyday life in the street and a simple defense to them. So it's a good way of starting this journey of being a protector and a peace walker and living the lifestyle living the lifestyle of a protector. So there you have it, peacewalkersubscribe.com. And you can join me in my journey or I'll shoot an email right to your inbox a few times a week, giving you tips, tricks, and tactics and fun little stories, fun little adventures. (laughs) All right, gang, thanks so much. We'll see you next time and keep going. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.